Northwest Christian School Online provides online Christian education for any students ranging from kindergarten to 10th grade. The tuition is fully covered through the state of Arizona's ESA program and is affordable for families out of state. You can count on NCS Online for a rigorous, proven online program that establishes a robust biblical worldview for all students. For more information, go to ncsonline.org. That's ncsonline.org. They're trying to meet a spiritual need with something besides God. Because every other religion is a give and take. As long as you have breath in your lungs right now, there's hope. Kingdom Culture Conversations. Welcome, uh, listeners. It's so good to have you here uh, on this uh, almost leap day. Is leap it day? How many how many days are there in February this year? Well, twenty six, I think, and then we get the leap day. Today's the twenty seventh. Is it really leap day? It's not. I don't think it's sleep day. I think leap because it's 2023. Yeah, I, I know. Yeah. And uh, I couldn't do that to you, Mr. Brown. But, you know, leap days, it, it'd have to be in an even year, like 2024. Okay. So this is 2023, right? So this is 2023. Yeah. And I think they, they add a day, right, for leap day. Correct. Yeah. So that's just a free day. I always like, I love February 29th. Day. It's just a day where you can. I don't know. Just have free and go do whatever you want. Yeah, it takes three hundred and sixty-five point two five days to orbit the, for sun. the sun to go around. The, and yeah. so those point two fives every four years they we add get up. The leap day. And we have to calendar them. Yeah. We have to do something. That's right. <laughs> so how much fun is that? Except in Arizona, we don't recognize leap day. Isn't that yeah. what it is? Arizona, everywhere well, else in the country does, that's but true. we don't recognize because leap the daylight day. saving stuff. Yeah, and it's the confusing, sun does folks. Some weird stuff. And <laughs> what do you do? You have any leap day traditions or? Uh, no. Okay. I don't. Do you do a tree or anything? Nothing. Or a, okay. <laughs> I don't either. We don't agree with it religiously. We're, we're going south fast, folks. We are. Um, this is, we're completely off track here. We have a really, really great, and I don't want to wreck it. we got a great dude in here right now. Yeah. Um, Josh James. I just learned so much about Leap Day. No, you, you didn't. didn't learn unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> we actually took you backwards. Yeah. That. You lost a little bit of your IQ. You had, today. You had friends born on Leap Day? Wouldn't that be I, rad? Well, I, I had a friend born on a Leap Day, so I'll be 28 this year, and I think he's, what, he's turning like seven? Six or something. Seven years old, I think. Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah. <laughs> That's something. unbelievable. That is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> do you have any Leap Day traditions? Like, do you, like, you guys run around the like neighborhood and like sing carols or anything? No, but this will be our first leap day with a kid. So oh, that's I think right. We'll come up with something. Yeah. This yeah. Uh, this well, you, you've got your you've got your son, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Two He's years old. Be two. Mm-hmm. And then as of we're filming in the future. Yeah, and it's not so, quite leap day yet. Yeah, the Saturday to come uh, from when we're filming this is actually the birthday, the birth date. Of your well, daughter. Maybe the due date. Our daughter. The due date. The due date, yeah, because this is what we call How it. How often does the due date actually happen? Our first one came Straight on? on the due date. Really? On the day. Okay. Yeah. So you're kind C-section? of expecting that for the Scheduled second C-section one. or natural? Well, we, yeah, that was a long story. So emergency, mm. but all is well. Okay. But yeah, so. Yep. And this is a little, little lady? This is a little lady. Wow, Super little brother beautiful. and sister. Brother, sister. Oh, He's come on. Ready. Now, can you, you probably have not announced the name yet. We actually have. 
Oh, you have? Okay. I was hoping to oh. exert a little bit of pressure on you because yeah. this is recording the future. Yeah. By the time it comes out, the name will be broadly Unless known. Unless the baby was really late or something. Yeah, that's you know. true. That would be an issue it was if born... we still hadn't had the baby by the time. That so can you share the name? Yeah. Well, her name is Emery Elaine James. Mm. And uh, we were going back and forth between that and another name, and we asked our son which one he could pronounce. Oh. And he said Emmy. Nice. And so that made our decision. That's uh, <laughs> so, so great. Emmy, yeah. Cute as so great. Ezra and Emmy. So, Josh, you are an alumni of Northwest Christian School. I am. Yeah. And we are so proud that, that our our name is in some form uh, affiliated with you and the, the work that you do. You are the executive director for Likewise Worship. Mm-hmm. And it's just been so phenomenal to watch um, your your heavenly father navigates you along this path that's brought you to fruition as a worship leader. You, yeah. You've served, uh, you, you led worship here. You led Chapels worship and... at Grand Canyon University. You led worship in churches. And now, um, likewise, worship out of Southern California is essentially what I call, and I don't think this is an apt descriptor at all, but I just, <laughs> I describe it as a consultancy for worship leaders. Um, but that's not an adequate description, is it? What? How would you describe yeah. it? And so what we do, and I appreciate that introduction. I'm so grateful for Northwest. It's been a huge blessing. We can talk about that in a little bit. But So what we do with uh, Likewise is uh, we serve and preserve worship leaders. That's kind of our, our lingo. And we do that uh, through providing community uh, care and then competency for leaders. And so we did this. Uh, we believe there's a huge need for this that sometimes people, uh, people might not be aware of, but we did this huge nationwide survey, a worship leader health survey at the end of 2022, and uh, the results came back that 41% of worship leaders had considered leaving the ministry altogether in in the prior 12 months. Um, And there's a ton of reasons for that, but uh, we, we try to just follow God's call and filling a lot of those gaps for them, especially on the community side, the soul care side. Um, and then the training and competency side. So that's what we spend well, our time doing. I know back in the day as a, as a youth pastor for so many years and still doing that, that was some statistics we heard like 18 months mm-hmm. at a church was kind of an average youth pastor and like six or seven years. In, and this was 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. I don't know. If those, is that pretty similar with, with, with worship leaders? Unless you hit this of caring and... Um, taking care of them. Yeah, r- really similar. Uh, I think we we would say probably right around two years is the average tenure. And I think what's interesting is you, you have the, the dawning of all of the online church opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that plays a role in, in, in people are aware of more opportunities out there. So I, I think the timeline for worship leader ministry total is longer, but the timeline uh, in a certain place is shorter. Mm-hmm. So you see a lot of worship leaders sometimes hopping from opportunity to, to opportunity, and there's a lot of reasons for that. But I would say the average tenure is anywhere between two and three years, and then they're done. What are some of the strains that, that you find placed on worship leaders? I mean, I can imagine during COVID, mm-hmm. right? But uh, this is an issue that's persisted in worship ministry for even before COVID. Mm-hmm. What are some of the strains and stresses that worship leaders run up against in your experience? Uh, well, yeah, I think there's 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 a lot, but I, I would say one of them that sticks out um, is is we kind of live in a, a consumer culture, and um, sometimes a lot of people go to to church based on where they like the music, and that's not a bad thing at all. No. I think directly or indirectly, worship leaders feel that pressure, and so if worship leaders don't have a way to measure their success of a weekend. Um, 
then they're going to culturally de- culturally default to success, which is performance. Mm. And so I think there's this heavy bar of performance placed on worship leaders' shoulders, whether indirect or directly, um, to make sure the music hits a certain bar so that people will keep coming to you know, our church rather than the, the church down the street. I think sometimes that's definitely a pressure. Um, and then another one, too, is uh, worship leaders are lonely. Um, that survey said about 25% of worship leaders would describe themselves as lonely. Um, and worship leaders, like every other follower of Jesus, we have you know, struggles and yeah. with different things. But the, sometimes the challenge is, is, who do I go to with, with these things that I'm struggling with? Or that, whether that be sin in my life or um, any other issue, uh, you know, there's that dynamic of, well, I don't know if I can go to my senior pastor because he's my boss and that might be weird and all of these people around me, you know, I'm kind of like seen as a leader to them. And so um, sometimes there's just not an outlet for things like confession or, you know, soul care in that way. And so a lot of them wow. will just burn out. I think that's pretty no close with the senior pastor too. Absolutely. Who's he supposed to go to or, uh, or the youth pastor or the children's pastor. Yeah, it's right. uh, just a danger in ministry of, of, as I know you've called it silo thinking, right, Mr. Brown? Just yep. kind of just thinking that your thing is the one that is the most, you know, and, and, and instead of working together, all these, and that's what, that's when that gets beautiful yeah. is when you can't have uh, go say, Hey, this is something I'm, I'm, I'm alone. And, right. uh, and sometimes that, that loneliness is most dangerous when it's self-imposed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. When, when I have produced a situation in which I'm, I'm alone and I'm yeah. on an Island, right. you know, there is none so blind as those who refuse to see, but sometimes it's not, it's just the nature of ministry yeah. for leaders that it is the case that, um, folks are held in a kind of at arm's length mm-hmm. yeah. a little bit. That's well, a so different type dangerous. of being as a youth guy again for so long. It's like, I'm not in fr- I wasn't in front of, the whole church, right? But the worship guy is the worship guy. Right. The worship leader is the senior pastor is, and they get the the emails and the oh yeah the complaints I, and I, the, yeah I have lots of stories. You know all the connect cards that you get with the you know the music's too oh, yeah. loud or yeah. we can't hear this thing or we don't like that song or uh, we should only sing hymns or we should never sing hymns. You'll get all of those same yeah. types and, after one service, and you're like, what do what do I do with that? What's right? Yeah. Even from family members, probably you probably get one brother telling you one thing and the other brother oh, yeah. saying it. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Well, that performance piece you described it as a bar on the shoulders of right. worship leaders, and yeah. I can see that. It's, sure. I mean, really, the root of that is just congregants, those that are are in the worship service, missing the whole point of worship, mm-hmm. missing the point of what a worship leader is is trying to facilitate. And I would imagine, to your point, that sometimes worship leaders themselves miss the point, and they don't understand what they're responsible to facilitate. Is that the case? Yeah, I, I would I would definitely say so. Well. I think a lot of it, too, is everybody has different musical preference, and I think you hit it on the head talking about you know missing the point where um, sometimes we feel like worship services are our place to come and just receive what we need. And there's an aspect that's true, like we meet with other believers, God meets us as we worship Him together, but there's also an element of dying to preference if that means there's unity in the congregation and amongst one yeah. another. Um, and so sometimes when there's a lack of that, then the, the preference for, and it's not just music, preference for how long the sermon is, how many songs we do, what type of cookies yeah. there are in the, yeah. in the oh, yeah. before, oh, you know, all those things. Everybody has a certain you know, certain wants and, and preferences, which, which isn't bad, but I think sometimes it's good to be aware of, okay, what preferences can I die to for the sake of unity when I come to church, not just to receive, but also to give, what can I give to others? And that's like a weird, uh, I guess, dynamic that 
I'm always working to try and process better because that's not my natural tendency. And folks, it may be the case that as you're listening today, it's the very first time you've you've come to understand that your worship leader may be in this dangerous position. Yeah. And I would I would encourage you to make them aware of likewise worship because likewise mm-hmm. worship is such a powerful resource. There are several facets to this ministry that I'd like to explore real quickly, Josh. One of them is the gatherings. Mm-hmm. Can you talk about those gatherings? Yeah. So. Uh, right now we have monthly gatherings in five cities. So we do them in Phoenix, Orange County, San Diego, uh, St. Louis, and then Minneapolis, Minnesota. And what happens there is we have an, an area director that facilitates the gathering. So the purpose of this is to provide community for worship leaders who might be feeling lonely um, and, and to provide unity amongst churches in, uh, in each city. Wow. We found that one of the greatest ways to, to create unity is, is by getting you know pastors, but it's especially worship leaders together. Singing has this incredible ability, and we could talk, I'm sure, at length about this, but that God's given us the gift of singing because one of the great unifiers uh, of human experience I mean, you go to your favorite concert and you feel like you're best friends with 80,000 people. Yeah. You'll never see them again. And it's not because you listen to the music together. It's because you sang the music That's great. Mm. And so, so there's this op- opportunity for unity. And so we'd like to facilitate these gatherings so, so leaders can come meet each other. Remember, we're all on level playing fields and, and work together towards unity in the city. Uh, and it's opportunity to grow because you have a, a worship pastor. We love this about our Phoenix gatherings. Um, you have a worship pastor who's been doing it for 30 years, sitting at the same table as a guy that just started his very first full-time role. So there's a lot of wisdom exchange yeah. there uh, that I think is super necessary. So we like to facilitate those gatherings. And the purpose of those is, is community and unity. Wow. Love Huge. It. What about, what about um, Likewise Academy? Yeah, so Likewise Academy uh, is kind of the education part of what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have a passion uh, to help worship leaders, all worship leaders, process their role biblically as worship leaders. But we also have a passion for, for reaching young worship leaders, too. Um, and, and what we found just with our, our discussions with worship leaders over the last seven years is that sometimes there's a, a lack of understanding about what is it that I'm supposed to be doing as a worship leader on a Sunday? Like, how do I measure whether or not I've, I've done a good job mm-hmm. and, and not being able to think through that and not using God's word to think that, to, to, to think through that, um, can lead us to some really interesting, challenging places. And we talk about the pressures we feel. And sometimes the only way to avoid those types of pressures is to have a clear vision of what has God made me to do? What's my role and responsibility as I lead these people in worship? What does it even mean to worship together? Um, and so we love helping, uh, leaders process through those questions, um, using God's word to do it. Wow. Powerful. That's great. Yeah, love it. And likewise, I mean, when this is you, your partner and boss, Justin Unger, mm-hmm. um, just what a great dude. Oh, yeah. And the vision he had, I remember hearing about this when it, you know, at the Genesis, you know, and just like, man, what a vision. And I love that you get to see that because, you know, I, I feel like some of the other ministries kind of have those communities, but there really was a lack in that worship leader. Um, so, so just Great job, man. Thanks, yeah. Thank yeah. It's just so, I mean, I, I my big, and I, we could talk for a long time, but I just love that God's used you. I go back to, and it's pretty common knowledge probably to me and you, but I remember you, you, you broke your arm playing football mm-hmm. and you had to learn, you, you just, oh, I might as well learn how to play guitar. Yeah. And, yep. and you know, I, I don't, I don't know how God works, but I just love that, man, that you're, God put that inside of you and you're using that, not just for your benefit, but the benefit of so many others. But you came back from that injury. See if I remember this right. You you came (laughs) back from that injury and it was the end of the season. You a Catholic playing at the dome up in Flagstaff and you caught the interception 
that so, turned the tide on that game. So there was there was different. That that was different injury. That was a different that was, injury. So this, I was, missed, this was like junior high, was, right? Yeah, there. the arm was junior high. The one you're talking about yeah. was I had like my fourth major concussion senior year. Oh, and I missed not eight. at Northwest Christian School. The Northwest no, Christian would never never let a student right. play. I was wearing a double helmet. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I remember I missed eight games, and, and we, oh. we so senior season, right? Senior season. So I thought we were done. We had an amazing come from behind win in the semifinal, and I was cleared to play the next week, thinking that, okay, I'll probably get in for a few series and give our guys a break. And then we go out for warm-ups, and there's 10 guys. And uh, coach looks at me, and he says, what are you doing? I said, what do you mean? Like, I haven't tackled anybody in eight weeks. And, and so, so I got to play. Not only get to play, but, yeah, I think there was, there was a fumble recovery and then a, a fourth-quarter pass breakup at the sideline that I break, remember. Okay. Um, All right. But, yeah, so, yeah, that's just another – I always count that as, like, God's goodness to me because, like, I could have been done – but yeah. I got one more opportunity to, to play the game that I loved, and yeah. so I'm super thankful for and that. And it was a, yeah. a game-turning moment. The momentum shifted. You could feel it in the field. So let's go back to that junior high injury real quick, <laughs> okay. right? And uh, um, tomorrow, folks, we're going to come back, and we're going to talk about 10 worship songs, uh, and we're going to talk about the particulars of worship. But On today, Leap Day. On Leap Day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But today what I want to do is we wrap up this episode, Josh, is I'd love to hear you tell that story. Um, because I think, you know, we talk in principle about Romans 8.28, that all things work together for good for mm-hmm. them that are called by God and that love God and are called according to his purposes. And that word all is so problematic, right? Because when we say all things work together for good, you look at some of the circumstances and yeah. situations in our lives, the lives of listeners, and, you're, and you wonder, really, Lord? All means all. all You're going to use this moment yeah. in my life to yeah. to do something glorious, and inevitably he does. Yeah. And you've got a, a great story to that end. You want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. Um, so, yeah, I uh, had an injury. I was, I was 12 at the time, um, and, yeah, dislocated my elbow, ripped off all the ligaments, and... Um, now, for uh, the record, this one was not at Northwest Not Christian. at Northwest okay. Christian. <laughs> Some other place. <laughs> Some other place. Um, but, yeah, so uh, dislocated my elbow. And, and uh, my dad, I remember I ran off to the sideline, and he, he popped it back into place. <laughs> I won't go into too much detail. He yeah. popped it back oh. into place, which was amazing. If you've ever dislocated anything, that uh, pain is... I have not. Well... Is it twelve year old? Yeah, I, I do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, so so we go to see the doctor, and, and we we saw th- we got three opinions on my arm. So I'm twelve at the time, and and the first doctor throws the X rays up because they had to screw part of my elbow back together, staple the ligaments, all that, and and so the, the first doctor puts the uh, the X ray up on the screen and says, "Here's what we're seeing. When you dislocate your elbow, it broke this growth plate." Um, and so the doctor says, if you want to have full range of motion of your arm, um, if that's even possible, you're probably going to have to have multiple surgeries over the next few years to, to aid it in, in its growth. So that's what was told to us. Um, so then we like, okay, we'll get a second opinion. So we go get a second opinion, see a different surgeon, and he says the same thing. And I remember my dad just you know, breaking down because that was such a, and, and it's always going to be a special part of our relationship that athletics means coached me and everything. And so yeah. I remember he breaks down, but I just, I had this peace just f- for some reason, and, you know, supernatural peace, just feeling like, okay, you know, God's, God's up to something. He, it's going to, it's going to be okay. I, I don't even think as a 12 year old, I have the maturity to think he's up to something. I just felt like I'm okay mm. right now. 
And uh, so we, we prayed about it. We had our whole church uh, praying for us, and we, we were going to get one last opinion. So we go get one last opinion. The surgeon throws the x-rays back up, and he looks at the same exact x-rays, x-rays hmm. everybody else had, had looked at and said, I don't see what they're seeing. I can have this done wow. uh, in one surgery. And, and he did, and he did it in one surgery, and I never had any issues. I got to play sports the rest of uh, high school. So, yeah, a lot of, a lot of God's healing uh, I would say, I believe God healed my arm over that time, and then just the blessings of His, His goodness, and then, so to to the the music side. So I, I actually didn't care about music at all. Like I, I wasn't into. It. I just did sports. That was that was my thing. But I, I needed a hobby, so I picked up guitar. Uh, while I couldn't play sports, while I recover from this injury, um, and uh, I had a teacher uh, at an old school ask me if I wanted to to lead chapel for Grandparents Day. So I said sure because I had been singing in choir, and so so I led worship for Grandparents Day, and it was one of those kind of like lightning rod <laughs> moments. Like I feel like you know as, as a thirteen year old, I feel like this is what God's made me to do. Wow. Um, and then over the years, just through opportunities and mentors and, and all that, I feel like he's just he's confirmed that. Um, and it was really cool. I, I kind of had a little like mini sabbatical last May, and one of the things I did on it was I kind of mapped out all of these like key events like of my life and um it was it was really neat i feel like i would encourage everybody to do that because i got to it would just remind me that god's been with me all the time every step every step um it kind of gives you that confidence that no matter what's around the corner he's he's going to continue to do that so Mm. so cool i love it and and if you're listening know that um you are not alone Mm -hmm. yeah god is with you whatever you're facing whatever trial you're in the middle of god is with you and and yeah i haven't gone to the greek but that all does mean all um Mm -hmm. god causes all things to work together all is his good it's a big word but we serve a big god Mm -hmm. so he's bigger than any circumstance or situation in front of us so. so come back tomorrow and uh and we'll talk about some some worship songs and uh an article and and uh, it should be very, very fun and interesting. So, yeah. happy leap day, everyone! Happy leap day. <laughs> Take care. <laughs> Northwest Christian School has made biblical worldview online courses available to all high school students for transcript credit, regardless of whether they attend public school, private school, charter school, or homeschool. Frameworks is an exciting new initiative utilizing the learning management system of Grand Canyon University. For more information, visit BibleClassesForPublicSchools.com.